The message you're about to listen to is produced by CRIC Media. Today we'll continue what we began, the life of faith. And I trust the Lord that before the month runs out, we begin to dig deeply into our message for the year. And um, that's the life, life, life. All right. Let's look in our Bibles at Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4. It says, Behold, the proud, the soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Last week we learned that faith is a lifestyle. For many people, faith is what we used to get things from God, but it's more than that. It's the way we live. And until faith becomes a lifestyle, your faith will not be vibrant and effective. It says, behold, the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Now, another thing we see here is that proud people cannot live by faith. Proud people cannot live by faith because pride is excessive preoccupation with your own ideas your own interests and your own agenda. See, it takes humility to live by faith. Because to live by faith, you are saying that God's word is true. No matter how you feel, and no matter what you think. You're saying God's word is true no matter what you see, no matter what you feel, and no matter what you think. It takes a humble person to say, okay, I am feeling pains, but I choose to say, though I feel pains, that according to the word of God, by his stripes, I was killed. He's not denying the feelings. See, because faith is not a denial. Faith is the affirmation of the truth you believe, irrespective of how you feel. Faith is the affirmation of the truth you believe, irrespective of how you feel. It says, Behold, the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Now, if the just shall live by his faith, the just will die by unbelief. That means faith is your only guarantee for life. Faith is your only guarantee for life. All right. Quickly, let's define faith. Before we do, let's look at a few other scriptures. Romans 1.17. It says, For in it the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Last week, we reminded you that when your revelation grows, your faith grows. Because faith grows with knowledge. Faith grows with knowledge. 
Then it says, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Galatians 3 verse 11. But then no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident for the just shall live by faith. In other words, in the sight of God, now, in the sight of God, it is what you have faith for, you have a right to. In the sight of God, it is what you have faith for, you have a right to. You know, a lot of people, they are living right, they are, they are living holy lives, but they are not receiving from God. See, you don't receive based on your good works. You receive based on your faith. You see that? And I've always brought you to Luke chapter 1 whenever I want to say this because there are many good people who are suffering. They are good. Verse 5 of Luke chapter 1. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias, of the division of Abiah, his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. They were both righteous before God, walking in all the ordinances and all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. But they had no child. Because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well advanced in years. Now notice, they were walking in all the commandments and ordinances, and they had no child, and Elizabeth was barren. Now Exodus 23, 25 to 26. It says, so it shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and he will take sickness away from the midst of you. Verse 26, it says, and no one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land of the number of your days. Now, these people were obeying the commands, and they were still barren. Let's look at Jeremiah 7 and see something else again that God promised his people. Let's read verse 14. It says, you shall be blessed. In fact, let's read from 12 to 14 so you get it in context. It says, then it shall come to pass because you listen to these judgments and keep and, and do them, that the Lord your God will keep with you the covenant and the message which is swore to your fathers. It says, it will love you and it will bless you and multiply you, will bless the fruit of your womb, the fruit of your land, your grain, your new wine, and your oil, the increase of your cattle, and increase the increase of your flock, in the land which is swore to your fathers to give you. You shall be blessed above all peoples. There shall not be male or female barren among you or among your cattle. Take note of that. God says, if you obey me, I'm going to make sure you're not barren. And they obeyed God and they were still barren. You know, many times people are doing the good stuff and they never receive. Some will say, I tithe, apostle, but I don't receive. Now, the truth is, yeah, tithing is right, but do you believe in the returns that come from, from tithing? You have to affirm it. You have to believe it. You have to act like it. You have to expect it. You see that? There are people who go to church that are not born again. They tithe, they're not born again. They do all the good stuff, but they're not born again. Until they affirm, they have faith in Jesus Christ, believe that God raised from the dead, confess him with their mouth that he is Lord, and they take him as Savior, they would die and go to hell in their good works without faith in the blood of Jesus Christ. Let's go back to Luke chapter 1 and we're in verse 7. 
It says, but they had no child because the days that was barren and were both well advanced in years. But God cannot lie. God cannot lie. You know, we hear people say things, I am serving God. All he says, I'm serving God, but I have nothing to show for it. Do you really expect the reward? Look at Hebrews 11 verse 6. The Bible says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. In other words, your works you do in Christ without faith is useless. He said, without faith, it is impossible to please him. If you're not singing in faith, if you're not serving in faith, it's useless. Are you all there? Let me show you something. Look at verse 4. And uh, we'll run to 22 and come back to verse 6 again. Verse 4. It says, by faith, Abel offered to God. Notice how he offered it? By faith. You know, many times we give our offering out of duty, not in faith and in love. Oh, I'm going to church. Uh, give me change. May I do offering? Oh, give me, let me, let me have. And because of that, many don't receive. Because you gave out of duty. How do you serve God? Do you serve him in faith? Knowing an expectation? There's an expectation? Watch this. It says, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Now, God is teaching us here that one way your offering makes sense to him is when you give your offering in faith. That means when you're coming to church, you must be definite about what you want to give and you must be definite about what you expect. That when I'm given today, there is a return. That is not just an exercise of futility. It's something done in faith. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, so through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. How? Through his sacrifice, he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts and through it, he being there still speaks. Hebrews eleven twenty two, it says, by, by faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made a mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave his strong concern his bones. Now, where there is faith, there's expectation. If you're really functioning in faith, there should be confident expectation. Now, if you expect the money to come, that's the way you expect. Now, if someone calls you and says, hey, maybe you're going to do financial challenge, and you call the individual and he says, please send me your bank account number. Now, you send it. Why? Because you expect the money. Am I right? Okay. It says, next, next quickly. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. In other words, when you are in faith, faith governs your behavior. See that? And that's what the Bible says, faith without works is dead. Verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Next, it says, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God and to enjoy the pleasure of sins, uh, passing pleasure of sins. Next, it says, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. When you came to church today, do you expect to be stronger after the service? Did the Bible not say 
that they go from strength to strength. Each one of God appears before God in Zion. Psalm 84 verse 7. So what you're doing for God will make no sense until it is done in faith. There is an expectation. Luke 1, 7 again. But he had no job because Elizabeth was barren. She's not supposed to be barren in the first place. Because since they were walking in all the commandments and honors of God, blameless, they should be receiving. You know, sometimes we just leave it to God. Say, if God's going to bless me, let him bless me. If God's going to deliver me, let him deliver me. No, you have to demand it. See, I learned from a man of God, you don't, in life, you don't get what you deserve, you get what you demand. In life, you don't get what you deserve, you get what you demand. Verse 8. And so it was while he was serving as a priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his Lord felt a burning sense when he went to the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer is heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and shall call his name John. Now, listen to this. The prayer is heard. It's set in chat. In fact, God even gave the child a name. Next. And you will have joy and gladness and many rejoice at his birth. All right. Next. For he'll be great in the sight of the Lord. And he shall neither drink, he shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, for he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. Next. He will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. Next. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hands of the fathers of the children and the the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Next. And so God said to the angel, how shall I know this? He was trying to reason out his miracle instead of receiving his miracle. Many times we try to reason out our miracle instead of receiving our miracle. Let me give you an instance. Let's say God spoke to you and says, um, by tomorrow, I'm sending you 10 million naira. A minute you start thinking, who will he come from? You see the other person that said that uh, I should expect something from him? Could he be the other guy in the UK that I spoke with? Or is it that politician that I prayed for? Is it, you know, all your, you, that's not your business. Just say amen and thank him for it. See, we reason on our miracle. How shall I know this? If I'm an old man and my wife is well advancing, yes, did God not know? See, if God told him this when he was young, he would have believed. You see that? If God told him, you see, a lot of times, the reason why our faith doesn't really function, we are looking at our circumstances to judge whether this thing can happen. If you heard the Lord say to you that by tomorrow, I'll give you 200 million naira, many of you will not be excited. 
200 million. Say, sweetheart, the Lord said to me, I'll give 200, 200 million. Eh? How would that one happen? See, that's what me too, I'm looking at. Many times we think we're in faith. Let me give you an instance. Let's say I promise you 10 million. And you're excited. Then you did something that offended me. And I said, I'm very offended with you. You will lose your faith and your expectation of the money. Because your faith was in your good works, not in what I said. In many ways, our faith is in, is in our good works. Now, I believe in good works. And there's a blessing in good works. It's a blessing for doing, to, to doing good works. But you've got to understand that we need to go by what God said more than how we feel and what we think. Let me give you an instance. Somebody does something wrong and um, it goes to the Lord and says, Father, forgive me for what I've done. And um, it comes again, Father, forgive me for what I've done. And it's asking for the same thing again and again because it doesn't feel forgiven. You see, your faith will not flourish until you learn to take God at his word. Your faith will not flourish until you learn to take God as well. In other words, you come to me like, well, whatever God says, that, that's okay. That settles it for me. See, your faith will begin to work a lot better. The man says, how shall I know this for? I'm an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. Give it to me in the message translation, verse 18. So said to the angel, do you expect me to believe this? Do you expect me to believe this? Am I a child? Am I stupid? I'm an old man. My wife is an old man. See, there are a lot of things we believe based on the circumstances. That's not faith. Let me give you an instance. Let's say your salary is 300,000 naira. All right? Then your boss comes and you're giving your partnership offering every month, let's say it's 40,000 or whatever it is. And your boss comes and says, I'm sorry. For the next three months, we may not pay anyone because our company is in debt. We'll pay them off. We will take care of whatever salary we owe you, your three-month salary. I want you to follow me closely. Now, this is what you do immediately. You say, oh. That means I will not be able to give my partnership again. That means I will not be able to pay my children's school fees. Now, you thought you were in faith before. Until God removed your props. And you found that your faith was not in God. Your faith was in your income. Is anybody learning something today? See, it happens. Now, let's say you're 22. And um, you, 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 you believe you're going to get married. You're 22. You're going to have children. You're 22. Then you get a 28. Now you get desperate. Lord, send me a man fast. Because why are you desperate? Because I believe in your 30s it's difficult to have children. Your faith was not really in God. Your faith was in your body. Let me use the pastor. We have some of our pastors here. 
Now, let's say your church, you want to take on a project. And you say, the Lord told you, let's do this project. The project is a 200,000 Naira project for a small church. And you raise money from your church and they raise 35,000 Naira. Now, the question is for many people, how am I going to raise them, get the money? You come again and say, oh, we have 35,000 and you have another 5,000 and you go 40,000 and how are you going to do this? See, your faith was in the members, not in God. A lot of times we don't know our faith is not in God at all until the test comes. When the test comes, then the rubber meets the road and you find, uh-oh, your faith is being tried now. You say, boy, I really didn't have faith. You see that? Because you can marry at 38 and have children. You can marry at 40 and have children. You see? So when your faith, you see, okay, look at this now. This man, he says, do you guys want to believe this? I'm an old man and my wife's an old woman. Why? Because how do you expect us to have children when we are old? Because his faith was in his body. I wonder where your faith is. Is your faith in God? You know, we have a faith in the son. S-U-N. When you're walking during the daytime, you're not afraid because the sun is out there. It's a thief or a robber, people around to see. You can shout, you can scream. But when it's dark, there's fear because your faith was in the sun, not in God. See, a lot of times we think we're, we're living by faith one time or the other, but you find out that when it is tested, you were not living by faith. Oh, 2020 will be a great year. Oh boy, the year of harvest. Hey, yeah, yeah. Then you heard all the news. Say, God, how this year won't be. You were not living by faith. You were saying all things being equal, things being the way they are right now, it's going to be okay. But God doesn't speak based on the circumstances. God speaks based on his ability. Irrespective of the circumstances, he is still God. That's why God tells you, the sun shall not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. In other words, no matter the time of the day, you're safe. Are you following me? The Bible says, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? Now, that means you are close to dying. It says, but I will fear no evil, for you are with me. The fact that you're going through a challenge doesn't mean God is far from you. Mm -mm. It doesn't mean God is far from you. It's only a test. These two shall pass. Are you following me? All right, let's go and look at this old man, Zach, Zaki. Come back to the New King James. Okay, you're fine. How shall I know this? For I'm an old man, my wife is well advancing. Yes, next, verse 19. And, angel, and the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. Now, it's beautiful to know that angels stand in the presence of God. No angel sits in the presence of God. The elders sit in the presence of God. The angels stand or they fly. But you and I can sit in the presence of God. 
in the heavenly places in Christ. I am Gabriel who stands in presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. Now, there are a lot of glad tidings in the word of God. Where the Bible says, no weapon formed against you prosper. It's a glad tidings. See, the word Gabriel, you can check it, could also mean messenger of God. Could also mean man of God. Check it. Go look at it. So now, I'm a man of God right now, standing preaching to you and bring you these glad tidings. Next. But behold, you'll be, you'll be mute and not be able to speak until the day these things take place because you not believe my words which will be fulfilled in their own time. Notice, this man did not believe. He was praying and didn't believe. How many times do we pray without faith? If you believe God heard your prayer, 